write your story. Hello and welcome back. This is Crime Over Cocktails and I'm Tiffany, your host. Today, I have a special guest. Hello, everyone. My name is Kate Semenyuk. I'm an RTT therapist, hypnotherapist, and it's a rapid method of going to the root cause of any issue and reframing those limiting beliefs that we form and they are stuck in our mind and keep replaying until we change them. So I have been doing that for a couple of years now and totally, absolutely love it. And Tiffany, thank you so much for inviting me so I can share everything I know. No, this is so interesting. I love that you said that you like to change the way that people view their block. And I think we all have blocks for sure. Yes. And before I started to do uh, RTT hypnotherapy, I thought that not everyone has blocks. I thought that I was the only one or I was in the, you know, in the minority, let's just say of people who have uh, any limiting beliefs, any blocks that hold them back. Because what we see in the world, right, very often is when we, you know, we play roles all the time. We go out there and we don't want to really share our vulnerable parts. So I felt like, oh, not everyone has blocks. I thought that it was just some people. But when you start to to work with people, um, any any kind of uh, industries, any kind of professions, any kind of, uh, you know, people that come around to see me, um, we all have limiting beliefs. And we all have something that holds us back from living our life to the fullest. Absolutely. I think a lot of times it's fear. Absolutely. I would say failing fear. Some people are fear of succeeding. You know, it happens so many different ways. And recently I have seen more and more of uh, people who have fear of success and the underlying cause is not allowing because I don't deserve it because it's for someone. It's for someone, not for me. And we we don't allow, so we sabotage or we have these fears that are coming up, right? And they are holding us back, even though logically we know, we know we deserve it. Logically, we know that we are all very, very unique, but at the same time, very similar. So that when someone has success, we, we also deserve that. And when the logic knows that, but the subconscious mind is holding us back, it creates the conflict. And that's when we have problems. <laughs> oh, absolutely. <laughs> yeah. Same thing kind of goes with trauma. If somebody has faced trauma within their life, maybe they thought emotionally they got past it, but they didn't. Yes. Yes. We very often experience something emotional, isolated, isolated and traumatic and unexpected. All in one moment that either is one time, or maybe it's repeated, maybe it's a neglect or trauma or abuse. And now we, because we live in the subconscious mind when we are kids, we don't have that logic, right? We don't rationalize, right? We always just form, we, we kind of find the explanation. And when you're eight or nine or five, what kind of explanation you will find? 
based on how many years you have been on the planet, right? Right. I'm not worthy. I don't deserve it. Something I'm not lovable. And it's always going to be like that. So that's the belief that it's always going to be like that. And because subconscious mind doesn't know time, it doesn't understand time. It doesn't know past, future, present. It just wants it now and here. We we live our lives replaying the beliefs that we formed. When we were children, that would make so much sense. And But by then, we don't really have all these goals and stuff yet. So it's like we're setting ourselves up for failure before we even try to do anything. Yes, yes. However, the best part about it is when, when we are kids, we're dependent, right? It's not a lot we can do as kids. We depend on our caregivers. We depend on our parents. We depend on teachers. We depend on society, community, and group. But when we grow up, we can change it. So that's the best part of being an adult is that we can change anything. We can reprogram, rewire, shift, reframe. We can do the work. Right. So hypnotherapist, I always thought was someone that made you go to sleep. Is this like a different form or is this tied in? I was a little confused. (laughs) Yes, yes. So um, there are many methods and um, there are different levels of trance that people can go into. I use a light, relaxed state. However, people still feel that floating, you know, floating sensation in their body and in their mind, they're still very aware because RTT session is very interactive, right? It's like interaction between the client and the and the therapist. Uh, some people use deeper trances and that will feel like sleeping. And when the person is in a deep trance, the hypnotherapist can give them positive beneficial suggestions. Right, so there are different methods, and I would say most of them have an incredible impact on person's life. Some people don't want to regress themselves. Some people don't want to go back and to look at the events from their past. It's too painful. Maybe they're not ready yet. Yet, however, they do want to go deeper and to start to reprogram their mind. So then, the deeper trance will absolutely work better for them. But some people, but some people have these questions. Why? Why? I, you know, I don't allow myself success. Why am I self-sabotage? Why am I procrastinating? Why do I have this fear? Well, logically, I know what I need to do, but I don't do it. So when people have that question, it keeps bothering them. It keeps triggering them. It keeps like this, the mind becomes very unsettled. So we we lose our sleep, we lose our inner peace. And that's when, for example, light, relaxed state, this meditative state, but at the same time, very interactive can have such a, an incredible benefit for them because these people will be able to like have these moments. Oh, this is why. <laughs> <laughs> yes, the mind blown. <laughs> yes. Yeah. And when they get that understanding, they can start making different decisions from what they made before because they create that little space between rea- trigger and reaction. They're like, oh, I used to do this. I don't want to do this because I will. I want to have different results. And they start to make different decisions and making different decisions makes their changes their you know reality. Right. 
the mind is such a powerful tool and it's just amazing just how it fires up and it just the mind has a mind of its own i do believe <laughs> it's so true right and that mind right can give us amazing things and it can give us painful things <laughs> right both of them however it's based on the world that we have based on the you know beliefs that we form about the world right it's very often painful things that our mind and we start to think that oh what is wrong with me what is wrong with me but there is nothing wrong it's just knowing about the mind and by the way that's something that we don't learn <laughs> ever right <laughs> have you ever seen you know in school when they learn you know let's learn about subconscious mind and how can you reprogram your mind you know this is how you, you know, rewire and jump start your brain no they they don't teach that but they should they, they don't <laughs> <laughs> that'd be a great class <laughs> I, i think it would be it would be so beneficial if from early age a child could learn about themselves about the power of their mind how they can visualize what kind of thoughts they want to create in their mind right like understanding their feelings i don't know could be like a self discovery class or something like that no absolutely another guest that i had she uh, was into the similar things and she thought like around 6 7 you know make it almost like a health class that you go to because you know i had brought up serial killers how many of them were molested abused tortured when they were children and now they just hate either women in general they hate people they they hate themselves because somebody else made them feel that and like if we could change that holy crap we could have such a better world it's like crazy absolutely so so true that would be great because we uh, we can help like we can help like absolutely we can do something in this world that could make uh kids children no matter what environment they're growing up in at least become like at least getting that knowledge getting that information maybe they won't be able to use it now but they will be able to use it in the future right and i think it would make them think a little bit you know okay so this is why and just because you know mommy says i'm this doesn't mean that i am that and then they can take their power back so that's that's where it comes in giving people that's their power and their voice back mhm that's true that would be amazing <laughs> if we would <laughs> so i watched your video on youtube first of all you're just so stinking cute and <laughs> you're just keep popping around um but about the new year's resolutions yes. and so you said what do you want you can have it but you have to be practical like you can't expect that money's literally going to like fall from the sky and you know there has to be kind of rules so mm-hmm. my question to you is so i think we all know the truth sometimes in the head like ooh i really want that shirt but you know your bank account does not how do you trick your mind into thinking that you're not because you know you are <laughs> you know like how do you how do you do that it's so hard 
Yeah, between in the battle, and that's what I've learned from Marisa Peer, right? So she's the founder of the method and she's amazing, incredible. You know, everyone should watch her podcast and watch her videos because she's explaining how the mind works in a very simple language that is very easy to understand, very straightforward, and it kind of talks to your heart for sure. So, and she said that in the battle between logic and the subconscious mind, the subconscious mind will always win. Until, until you give your mind an understanding. Why? Why you have the craving for, for um, I don't know, 18's t-shirt <laughs> in your <laughs> closet, right? What is the emotion connected to this desire? Right? It's so, good. I have to have it in every color. That's just the way it goes. <laughs> Yes, yes. And mind, the subconscious mind, when it wants something, it wants it right now and right here. It doesn't know time. So it doesn't know the consequences for your bank account. You see, when you look at this, at something, for example, a new phone or or a new car or, or anything, or even a new, like, you know, piece of clothes, right? In the store. And you know that your credit card is, you know, not really... <laughs> will not accommodate that expense, right? But subconscious mind only wants it now and here. So it will. It doesn't know that in the future you will regret it. It doesn't know that. It doesn't know, and it's very strong. It's about 90, 95% of our mind, right? Of our decisions and strategies and patterns. So it will try and find reasons why it wants it now. <laughs> because, well, I don't have that color and that would look so good with my pants. you know. And well, you know, it has been a stressful month. So I deserve this. <laughs> oh my God. Yes. <laughs> you know, and <laughs> that day that'll cheer me up. Yes. I need a little bit of this. I need a little, at least a little joy fail. in my life. I have to. <laughs> Yes. So that's that's the reasons that the subconscious mind starts to bring up to the logic, right? And then consciously you like, I'm probably going to regret this. Uh, I'm going to think about it tomorrow. I'm going to think about it tomorrow. But the subconscious mind doesn't know tomorrow. It's like, let's give you pleasure now. So what is it giving us the pleasure from? Like, what is it giving us the relief from that new piece of clothes that we know we can definitely go buy without it? Right. And or that extra expense that we we put on our credit card or debit card, right? What is it? What is that the relief from? From sadness, depression, not doing what we love, you know, not finding the purpose, not really enjoying other things, but the material things as well, right? A big attachment to the material world. So what is it? So when the person understands why they crave, and it's not only with the expenses, for example, it could be sugar, it could be food cravings, it could be addictions, right? It right. could be anything. Uh, and then relationships, absolutely. So when you find out what is that, what is it protecting you from? What is it saving you from? That, you know, that action, then you'll start to, okay, this is the first level of aware awareness. Oh, oh, I am sad. And because I'm sad, because I feel lonely, I'm going to go and buy myself something, a jar of ice cream or, you know, and the mind, the subconscious mind will find 2,500 reasons why you should do that right now and right here. Yeah. It's about- that was, <laughs> that was one thing I had to learn 
real quick. I have always wanted what I want and I want it now. And uh, real life alert, that doesn't happen. (laughs) So I've had to learn to be patient, but it always seems to come at some point in time. I always get what I want. It's not when I want it, but I get it. Mm-hmm. And when we and when we want it, and then we actually get it, we do believe that that feeling of satisfaction will last for a long time. We do believe our subconscious mind, like it's going to be like that forever. You're gonna feel so happy buying this, having this, and it's gonna last. But usually, right, the drawback goes really low, right, and we feel very like crushed. So we want more. So we want more. So it's like roller coaster. And the right. more we go up, the lower we get down. Because then we, it's it's now about the um, going into the intense feelings, right? So we love people, human beings, right? We love to go into intense feelings of happiness, and we want to feel like that forever. We we want that stability because subconscious mind doesn't know time. It doesn't understand that everything is you know not permanent, right? So, and then after that intense happiness it drifts us. It's like a pendulum, you know, like it goes into intense happiness and then drifts back. And the more you roll it into different sides, the the bigger the sadness or the dissatisfaction, right? Yeah. So somewhere in the middle, that's the balance. So for example, if you really, if people really love something, for example, they love trendy things. They love to buy one t-shirt in different colors, for example, and they know they love it. They're going to enjoy it. They need to set some goal for these people. It's usually very good. Okay. So if I do, for example, 30 days of workouts, uh, small ones, 10 minutes, uh, or for example, if I fulfill my plans that I planned for this month, then as a reward, I can give myself that t-shirt. That way you balance. It's not just because I want it. But actually, yes, I deserved it. I have it. You reward yourself. Yeah. So that could be like a little balance. Time to think, do I really need it? <laughs> Absolutely. And that gives you a time. And maybe by by the time the months, you, you, you maybe will decide to reward yourself in a different way. Like, I don't know, having a massage or, you know, acupuncture or something, something that will be beneficial for your well-being. Yeah. I like that. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and usually people feel much better and much long and, and they feel good for much longer after the like I don't know face massage or you know treating yourself to um something you know anything but something that you know is good for your body and it's good for your mind right like a master class like trying something new right so yeah. that could be a good reward and it's good for the soul and it's good for the body and good for the mind and then once your mind connects that with pleasure, you forget about the t-shirt, really. And you try start to crave, you know, oh, that was longer. That that happiness, that joy that I received from that masterclass or from that massage, that was longer, that was better. I wanted more. And then you start to want it more. Right. And that's a good desire. <laughs> yes. Learning is power. Absolutely. We all learn all the time. Every day. So obviously your goals, they need to be realistic. Yes. So when, and you know, when we, and 
this is the law of the balance, the balance forces. The universe has balanced forces. It balances everything. For example, if you want to be perfect, the universe doesn't allow perfect, right? It will balance. So if the person wants to be perfect, the universe will take something else from them. Something, health, relationship, happiness, joy, never enough, right? So the the, the person wants to be perfect. The same happens with any goal, for example, if we want something and we want it so bad, like I want a new car this year and I want it so badly. I know I don't have money, but somehow it's going to come. But then we don't think about the process. We don't live in the moment. We just think about, oh, how I'm going to get it. What if I don't get it? What if I don't, oh, I, I, I put the goal to do it by August, 2023, but it doesn't work out. What happens? I'll feel like a failure. Like, and we see when we start to live in the in the no future, ball. that's where anxiety comes, right? The fear comes, right? However, what we do is we send too much energy to that goal. And it gets so much that it creates it's called excess potential. Access potential. So what it is is the that extra energy that we send to the goal and it directs it against us. So it kind of wants something, but we never get it. And we want something and we never get it. It's like uh, people who are a achievers or, or perfectionists, right? Whenever they get something, they don't feel the excitement. It's like it's still never enough, right? It's like running a marathon that never ends, doesn't have a finish line. The same happens with our goals. When we set the goals and we only focus on how I'm going to, like, I'm going to get it. I'm going to get, what if I don't get it? So we start to ruminate, overthink, get overwhelmed about, because I really want it. And if I don't get it, that's it. And then we just drift through life. We drift through those eight, nine months, uh, not living in the present, not enjoying what we do. And even if we get it somehow, that's not going to bring the, the enjoyment and the happiness that we wanted. Right? So when we set the goals, yes, they need to be realistic. We need to understand that I, whenever we want something like an income or an increase of the income, Am I having those skills? Am I having everything? If not, then let's break that goal into little parts. So if I want this income, I first need to make this and this and this. I need to learn this and this skill. I need to shift something in the mindset. I need to do this. So, And you break that goal into different little activities and you focus on those activities. Focus on the parts of that process, not on that angle, you know? Right. That helps a lot. Also, as I said in the video, eliminating the words, I'm trying, I want to, I'll do that. (laughs) The mind doesn't know time and it doesn't understand those words. I'm trying, I'm going to do my best. You know, I will, I'll fight for it. (laughs) I'll be strong enough to get it. It's actually really seeing the feeling with, and that's why visualization doesn't work all all the time because we don't connect feelings to visualizing. So when you visualize something, for example, I'm driving that car, whatever it is, or I'm having that income. How do you feel in that state of income? What are you going to do with those money? Are you ready to have that money? Do you know, is it going to go into some beneficial investments or, you know, or are you just going to spend it, right? Right. Just for nothing, right? And the universe is like, well, that doesn't make sense. <laughs> so 
that's that's very important. And then we we connect the feeling. I am feeling grateful. I am feeling grateful. I'm having those, I don't know, $500,000 a year and I love it. I feel grateful. I give and I receive. I bring value. I know I know exactly what I'm going to do with this money. I'm feeling amazing. You know, I can do this and this and I'm doing this right now and right here. So you're connecting feeling with already having it. That creates an incredible energy, you know? that goes into the universe for getting what we want. Ah, if it was only that easy sometimes, but we <laughs> totally get it. <laughs> yeah. So it, it absolutely. Most of the time when people think about setting the goals or getting what they want, right? It feels overwhelming because there are a lot of control systems. What are these control systems? And government, Money, religion, society, expectations, all of these control systems that are putting the expectations on us that I need to to be like this, like this, and we cannot relax. We tense all the time because I need to be this, I need to be this, I need to do this and this and this, you know, North America, hustle culture, right? That's how it is. And um, and the ability to slow down and to really listen to what we want. What 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 do you actually want in your life, in, in your heart? If if not if none of that mattered, friends, family, you know, even partners, our like every money, government, what if that doesn't matter? What what do you want? And usually people say, I just want to be happy. In most cases, people say, I just want that inner peace. I just want to be happy. <laughs> yeah. And then we attach that happiness to things. You know, we attach the happiness to, if I'm going to have that, I'm going to be happy. Right. Yeah. I have it. (laughs) Yes. Yes. But it's like, I have it now. I am happy. Right. I have the food on the table. I have amazing friends. I have family. I can enjoy my time. You know, I have the freedom. I have the freedom to talk. I have the freedom to, for example, put out that podcast, right? I, like, I love it, right? I enjoy it. So I have that ability, that choice, you know, and that makes you very grateful for what you do now and what you have now. And the universe is like, oh, she's grateful. Let's give her more. <laughs> <laughs> I like it. <laughs> yeah. Have you ever dealt with anybody who is trying to heal from any kind of trauma or anything like that? Does that look differently than people who are trying to get a new car or they're trying to get that trip or what does that side look like? Yeah. Um, In most cases, right. I do work with clients who want to resolve the past or rewrite the past story, right. To look at their past and change the perception, change the belief. So in most cases, um, if we talk about the future goals, that's usually what I put into their recording because in the, at the end of each session, right? I put the recording, it's about 15 minutes recording. It's part of the RTT process. It's a bespoke personalized recording where they kind of, uh, I put all they, they want. They want to look without the problem, how they want to feel without the problem, what they want to have without the problem, how their life looks like without the issue. And that's when they program their mind, right? Mm. To love themselves, to feel worthy, to allow success or whatever they want in their life, happiness, inner peace, 
a love relationship confidence but in most cases first we look at the past we look at that traumatic experiences and they will and each story is so different so unique you go on that journey with them like i as a rtt therapist i go on that journey with them and it's completely different for as many clients as i had right now i have never seen a similar story ever wow. ever even with similar issues it's never the same ever so now i realize that everyone is different everyone is unique everyone's story the belief the connections that they make the strategies the decisions that they make in childhood is all different based on different experiences events so when we go back and we look at those events but with with their adult mind they look at that and they're like oh now i understand but i'm not 5 and i'm not 9 and I'm not 12. So I don't need that. I don't need that strategy anymore. I don't have to avoid conflicts anymore. I had to when I was 12 and I had no choice. I had no voice. I was dependent. I needed to survive. I made that, made that choice. But I'm, for example, 28 or I'm 48. I don't want to do that anymore. Like it doesn't make sense. It hurts me more than it helps me. At 12, it did help me. But at 48, it doesn't. So you kind of, you know, bring that into their mind that now understands that, oh, no, 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 no. <laughs> that doesn't <laughs> anymore. Yeah. And that's a big liberating moment for, for clients when they realize on the subconscious level that that decision or that strategy or that issue doesn't help them anymore, that they actually hurt them so much more or they create another type of pain. Right, that they didn't even know maybe they had. Absolutely. In most cases, people don't even realize they when they are in the process, they wake up after the hypnotherapy session, they say, I would never connect that to the problem. <laughs> right. Yeah. So it's it's very it's the most rewarding part, I guess, when they when you see results. Oh, absolutely. Because they're literally like transforming in front of your eyes. And that's just got to be amazing to watch and just beautiful, really, mm -hmm. to see somebody be able to take what's right back to them. Is, yes. That's empowering. Yeah. It's like collecting yourself back together. You know, you yeah, you're Humpty Dumpty. <laughs> yes. Yes. And then, you know, you, you live, you leave a little bit of that part of you when you were five and someone screamed and yelled at you. And then you left a little bit over there when there was some bullying maybe in the school. And then you leave a little bit part when you're 16 and parents, for example, separated and you had to decide who you're going to live with. So there were little parts of us that we leave behind, but then these healing sessions, they kind of you know, help us collect ourselves back together and feel complete and whole so that we can feel connected. And I can feel, yes, that happened. But actually, that became also my resource. Very often, I bring clients to see, okay, what did you do differently? So you had that experience. What did you decide to do differently? And all of my clients said, well, I loved my kids. I, I tell them I love them every day. Because I never heard that. So I decided that I will make sure that I'll tell that to my kids every day. So you see, in those painful moments, they are able to see the resource. Right. That's powerful. 
or that's why I started to work with people, for example, right? I, uh, that's why I'm so good at customer service because I love people because I never felt love. I decided, no, I'm not going to do that. I'm actually going to love people. I'm going to love working with them. So that gives people a lot of resource and they change the decision. And I help them see that because they sometimes they know it, but they never connect it. And they're like, they oh, don't admit it. yes. And they, when, when they do, they're like, I'm actually awesome. <laughs> <laughs> Look at me. <laughs> yeah. They start to praise themselves, to love themselves more, appreciate themselves more. And that's changes everything around them. Events, oh, reality. It's like a whole new beginning at, or at least chance. Absolutely. Do you think there's like a certain age that this would be beneficial to, or is there like a spot where it's too late for a child? Cause I know, I think they say like around five is usually when you need to modify behavior. So mm -hmm. is that true? Most of the decisions, right. About ourselves, whether I'm worthy or not loved or not blame guilt, right. They usually are formed between the age of two and seven. That's mm -hmm. based on different researches. And maybe someone right. will tell 12. Maybe someone will tell all between five and seven. But let's just say approximately between two and seven, right? However, even if the child made that decision that I'm going to avoid all the conflicts, for example, I'm going to like avoid all the conflict. I'm going to shut down every time I see the conflict. And now they are, you know, 45. And they're still in that avoidant, you know, behavior. And that really hurts them so much. So is it too late to change that? No. The price that they will pay, they might not like it. So when we uh, start to really um, come into ourselves, right? We kind of gain the confidence, right? We start to stand up for ourselves, to express our feelings, um, to, you know, to gain our voice back, to gain our power back, we start to say no to things that don't benefit us. And that could be friends. That could be family members. That could be jobs. That could be, you know, old patterns, old groups, or like old communities, right? That we were in. So that's, right. that's the price. And sometimes people get scared, like, ah, I'm going to be alone. <laughs> But in order to step into the, to open the opportunities, we need to sometimes close the doors to some old stuff. Oh, absolutely. Oh, God. <laughs> yeah. That's, what does that mean that, yeah. Does that mean that those people are bad or no, not at all. It's just that we start to choose for ourselves something that we need at this moment. So that's what happens. But it's never, ever late to change the beliefs ever. You know, so it's never late to look back, to rewrite the story, to look at the past, right? No matter what happened, every person has a right for the healing. It's not every person decides to heal. That's true. <laughs> but right. every person has a right and has the ability and capability to heal. I love that. Rewrite your story. 
Yeah, that's that's um that's Marisa Spear as well. That's based on like I remember I told write rewrite your story, right? Right. You cannot change. You cannot change what happened ever. Right. Well, sometimes uh, clients come to me and I, I need to say no. I need to say no. For example, I want to forget my ex, or I want you to make me, you know, forget this and that. And I was like, subconscious mind, this is the rule of the mind. Subconscious mind never forgets ever. Even if for a moment you can shut it down, suppress it, put it in a box, put it in a closet somewhere for a couple of years or even decades, it's going to show up either in emotional problems or in physical problems. So the subconscious mind never forgets. So if they, if the clients come to me and say, oh, I want to forget my ex-husband, I want to forget that abuse, or I want to forget trauma. Can you block it? I was like, I cannot do that because your subconscious mind, this is the rule of the mind, it never forgets. It can put it behind, put it somewhere and block it. Yes, but never forgets. It'll come back out at some point. Yes, at some point. And we never know how and we never know when. Right. Usually it's some kind of trigger and then you could be a mess. So, <laughs> Yes, very often these triggers are... Um, Flights with turbulence. You know, the turbulence starts, we start to like, ah, I'm going to die. That becomes a trigger. Uh, separation, divorce, um, loss of the family member of loved ones, right? So that becomes a trigger. And then we become a mess. <laughs> yeah. Yes. So interesting. <laughs> I know. I know. It's fascinating, really, how it can, how it can evolve, you know, that the story of every person's life it's just so unique i don't know i think it's just really cool to be able to see what people can bring out of themselves because i think we try to suppress things and sometimes your mind does like you can't remember chunks of time but somewhere in there it's it's in there it's just it's waiting for its moment to make its debut again <laughs> That's that's true. Yes, yes. No matter how much we and very often it's not the time as as well, right? So sometimes we are ready for the things to come out at the right time and at the right place. You know, so sometimes we are not ready. And I've had those clients as well who are, who are having an incredible session, an incredible, amazing session. They do go to the root cause, they do realize, but they are not ready. I am not, even, even they told me that I am not ready to make that big of a change in my life, even though I know that it's going to benefit me in the future. So very often people love, like they choose to stay in the familiar and I have to give them that choice to allow them to have that choice because they're free. They're free to choose for themselves. And sometimes it's about just loving you again and i've said that in many of my other episodes you know you can't love someone else until you love you and nobody mm -hmm. else can love you until you love you yes how can we how if we don't know how to love ourselves how others can know exactly other people will not know how because you we we don't know how to love ourselves yeah that's absolutely true People catch that vibe that you're kind of like, eh, and they're going to roll with it with you because that's what you're putting out. 
That's true, right? So there is there is a physical body, but there is an energy body as well, right? Mm-hmm. And we even sometimes if you were in the room, for example, at some point in your life or in the office or in the grocery store or somewhere outside, and you have that goosebumps on your skin when someone comes in, that's energy. That's energy as well, right? So sometimes we have people that we love to be with. We enjoy it. So we have that, you know, energy and we're like, yes, this is the person that I want to be around. And sometimes we have these like goosebumps on our skin that like, oh, that person just gives me this bad vibe. That's the energy as well. We just don't notice it or not always want to reflect on that. But if we start to listen to ourselves more, we can do a little, we can make really good decisions for ourselves. Right. I mean, it sounds so easy, but unfortunately the whole brain, I really feel like doesn't play along. So you have the part that's like, ah, hello, we know better. (laughs) And then we have the other part that's making a whole new life for ourselves. Mm -hmm. And that's true. It's just, it's, it's amazing. It's amazing. Do you um, help people like all over the world? Cause you are in Calgary. Calgary. Yes. Yeah. So I, uh, yes, I do um, sessions in person. I do sessions online as well. They work just as well, you know, because it's working with the mental body, the the body of beliefs, thoughts, systems, programs. (laughs) So when we work that, it's just that the person needs to have that quiet time for themselves. Because when they come into my office, they have that time for themselves. And when they're at home, it's not always they can find that, you know, it's me time. I have a good Wi-Fi. I have a good connection. Uh, but um, I've noticed that sessions both in person and online work just as well. That's good. As long as they have that quiet space so you guys can work. There's not kids running in and out and dark dogs barking. <laughs> <laughs> that's true. Yeah. They, that's, and that's what people find the most challenging, right? Mm-hmm. That, oh, I need to find that time where no one, no one can interrupt and just, you know, distract me from, from doing that inner work. Yeah, it can be hard to do sometimes. <laughs> For sure. For sure. But, um, you know, what we regret the most, you know, when we start to go into our like mid fifties, mid sixties, right. We very often start to have these regrets. Mm, I didn't do this. I didn't do this. And usually these are regrets that I didn't take care of myself. I didn't pay that much attention to my body, you know, especially when we start to feel physical symptoms, right? When the like 50, 60, 70, when we start to feel these, you know, health issues, uh, we start to regret or feel guilty. Like, oh, I should have, you know, not overworked for 10 or 15 years without a vacation. I should have, you know, gone on vacation or slowed down or take some breaks or take care of myself and my health. So we start to regret those because we feel like, ah, this is something that I could have changed. So regrets definitely are not the most beneficial (laughs) feelings. Uh, However, they do happen and they do happen very often. So the best investment we can do is the investment into ourselves. When I when I didn't do that, and when I heard that phrase, I really didn't get it. You know, I didn't really get it. I was like, investment into yourself? What does that mean? That's that's a waste of time. You know, I have to work. I have to do all of these things, right? But when we do invest in ourselves, 
maybe like an hour a day or half an hour a day for ourselves for reflection, you know, maybe some meditation, maybe some walks in nature. Uh, that's when we actually start to realize like, oh, this feels good. This feels so much better than what I did before. Yeah. It's a way to disconnect. Yeah, to disconnect and connect to ourselves. We disconnect from the outer world and we connect to ourselves. And that's when we find the truth, you know, that's what we, where we find the biggest, the most important decisions in my life came when I was by myself. The best decision came when I went for a walk or when I had time to myself, right? Where there was no one around and I had the time to go inwards and find the answers. Yeah. I think that's a life journey that one is because it's you're always going to be uncovering something about yourself that you didn't know or you forgot or that you now realize you need to change <laughs> yes absolutely and you're right it's a life journey sometimes feel like oh there is a finish line i'm gonna heal i'm gonna heal no it's like layers and layers you know and life gets in you know we start to experience we are souls that are living human experiences. And these human experiences happen in our life and we live them, we experience them, right? But at the same time, on that way, we are healing some parts of us. And there is no finish line. There is no finish line. So if people think, oh, I'm just going to get this. I'm going to resolve this fear of failure. I'm going to resolve this fear of rejection. That's it. My, happy, my life is going to be happy. <laughs> it's complete. No, because something else comes up. Right. Give it a month. <laughs> you know, yeah, it's <laughs> true. You know, it's just exact. Well, things change. I mean, who saw the coronavirus coming around? You know what I mean? Like, who knew that that was going to happen? You just you never know what life is going to throw at you. So, yes. And for many people, um, COVID also triggered. It was as another trigger, as you said, sometimes it's a trigger and you're a mess. That's exactly what happened with a lot of people during the pandemic, right? They yeah. they realize like, oh, I'm actually, I can't control anything. Nothing is in my control, right? So they, especially people with like, you know, these compulsive behaviors and people with the fear of uncertainty, fear of change, right? So people, it got triggered. Thermophobics. Yes, yes, like lots of phobias, fears, health anxiety, panic attacks started, right? Because it got triggered, triggered something within us, you know, and that's, and you know, you probably do notice talking to people that, oh, you know, my life just got, became such a mess after a pandemic, right? Or, or, or this or that. Yeah. But in this, and it, for me. <laughs> I exercised. I I did all kinds of stuff. I wasn't gonna let it get me down. <laughs> it's true for many people. Many people actually found something good in this. You know, they found in the pandemic a resource to start a new life, to change their life, to move, to change jobs. You know, to start to go back, going back to school and learning what they love. So for many people, it became like a transformational experience. Right. And no, no two paths are going to be the same. So never. Yeah, absolutely. Do you want to tell everyone where they can find you? You got yeah. your YouTube channel and you got your oh, your website. Now, yeah, I'm like, I'm subscribed to everything. <laughs> 
<laughs> yes, I do have. I, I'm very active uh, everywhere. Uh, Instagram, TikTok. I do have videos as well. Um, YouTube channel, Facebook page. Um, I love Instagram the most because I can just go live or just kind of post some pictures. Uh, but lots of information on my YouTube channel, about 250 videos about like lots of fears <laughs> Any fear you can think about is, I think almost all of them are there. Um, so people can really learn more about themselves, about their mind for sure. And they can find me on the website. I have I have a website, lots of information about what I do, what is RTTs, you know, and more information about the hypnotherapy in general. Very interesting. And I'm glad that it, I now know that it's not falling asleep because <laughs> I, I was like, I guess you could use that. And I'm like, cause you know, you see it on TV and everything. And I'm like, but sometimes they just seem so traumatic when they would wake up, like, hold, like they saw things. And I just, I thought, oh. <laughs> but no, I mean, it's amazing. I've been believing in manifestation in a very long time now. And I believe in it for sure. It's a very powerful thing. And it can change yes, your and whole life. Absolutely. Yeah. And the lot, you know, the brain can do incredible things. If, if scientifically proven, we only use our brain for like what, 20, 30%. Can you imagine what is that brain capable of? <laughs> what That's is the full potential of the brain? <laughs> so if, if people say, well, I can't heal or I cannot overcome my fear or I won't be ever be able to come out of the depression. If the mind is only using its capacity for 20, 30%, and in some people more, some people less, but on average, then you can imagine that there is such a huge potential and capacity to overcome anything physical or emotional. Right. But we need to believe in that. Absolutely. Believe in the process. That's true. I love it. And I'll make sure I put your links down in my bio. So that way, if anybody wants to come and check it out, I highly recommend it. I think Thank it's you. great. Thank you, Tiffany. Thank you so much. Oh, of course. Thank it was you. a pleasure having you on. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you for this opportunity to share. And, you know, I'm really, I hope that, you know, your audience, people who listen will find that hope, find that little, you know, seed of like, oh, I can do anything, you know, I can, I can overcome any fear, anxiety, right? I just have to find where it's coming from, or I need to do more reflection, right? Going, finding the time for ourselves and loving ourselves and everything is possible. Yes. I, I mean, as long as you can work through your kinks, I think you're good. So, <laughs> Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Make sure you head over to the links and check out all the videos she has to offer. It's very interesting and I believe in it. While you're checking out her YouTube video, you want to check out my channel, Grandma Over Cocktails. Make sure you like and subscribe. I am also on TikTok, Instagram, Facebook. Um, some of these accounts I have multiples of. If you've heard my past episode, I'm still figuring all this stuff out. Make sure to leave a five-star review on either Apple or Spotify or on YouTube. That's fine too. I mean, you can't leave a five-star review, but you can leave a review. Last but not least, 
make sure to head over to crimeovercocktails.com. It's your one-stop shop. You can listen to the episodes. Lots of helpful helplines out there. All right, we'll talk crime another time. Bye.